eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so Bill, we just heard in, the, in my intro uh, that I did, of course, before you came on here. Uh, all, all those interesting things that, you know, the, the rye bread mustard uh, Mariners baseball podcast listeners might want to like sink their teeth into. Look, you know, we, we've talked about you've, you've I was talking about you served overseas. We talked about all the uh, TV shows you've written on the movie you've uh, just wrote, produced and directed. Um, but I what I want to sink my teeth into is you went to fantasy baseball camp. That's I what did. I want to start off with because I, I I actually don't know anybody that's actually went to one of these fantasy baseball camps. So can you tell us about all that? Yeah, it was amazing, man. Like it is at least, uh, you know, I, I would like, if you're ever interested in going and you want to go for your local team, I would check to see like, I would get like, um, just kind of research to see how good it is because i've heard that some are better than others and one of the ones i heard was great was the red sox one so i was like oh great i can't wait to go check this thing out and it was i haven't played baseball since i was 13 years old and it was me and my childhood best friend it was he called me up he lives in fort myers and he was like hey the red sox are doing the fantasy baseball uh camp do you want to do it with me this year and I was like, absolutely, dude. I would love to. And so the rules for this camp, I think most camps hit this same kind of rule, is you have to be over 30. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know if you could have – yes, you maybe could have played – pro ball but i think you have to there has to be like a number of years that you were out of the of it yeah they don't want like a ringer coming in there right and just dominating everybody right and your uh ex-players are your coaches oh so who did you get so we had like trot nixon brian dabak bill miller frank viola oil camboid we had um yeah just a ton of guys like there was probably 20 player ex-players uh manny del carmen just people who had like been in the red sox organization either uh you know back in the day or for a short period of time or whatever all the only requirement is at some point in your career you were a red sox so yeah so you go down uh it's great man you stay like in the same hotel that they bring 
real players when they're doing spring training and you you're two to a room um and you go to we went to JetBlue Park which is the spring training baseball field so you go there and um they do your like it's fun they like there's a rookie orientation where you get to ask all your questions you talk to the veterans and then they take a photo where you like you sign your rookie deal and like you get to do this whole like photo op thing with your jersey and then you go to the stadium and it is awesome. Like you get to use real trainers, the real facility that the Red Sox use. You're in their locker rooms. You're doing all that stuff. So you walk in and bam, your locker is like literally right there. And it has your name on it here. Let me see if I can show you on the, um, on my phone. Um, and this is the Red Sox facility. So this isn't like going to the Oakland A's. This is this is not a this does not look like a junior high school gym. Uh no, no. Room. No. So you get to like you go to your locker, you see your name, you get like you pick your number, all that stuff. You get a home and away jersey. And then the first half of your first day, um, is you go through drills, hitting drills, pitching drills, fielding drills, infield, outfield, all that stuff. And the coaches watch you and then they do a draft. And you get put on a team and you play your first game Monday afternoon, double header on Tuesday, another game on Wednesday, game on Thursday, and then that's the end of the playoffs. And then Thursday night is your first playoff game. Friday is playoff and consolation. And then Saturday is the championship game. So when they did this draft, is it is it like a silent draft, and then you just get the list of what team you're yeah, yeah, in the yeah, locker yeah. room? Oh, they don't yeah. they don't do the the schoolyard thing. Okay. No, it's ten teams, 130 guys. So wow. it's like 13 people to a team, and it's like yeah. So the average age is probably about 45 to 55. That's probably right in that like sweet spot. Nice. So I'm, I'm looking this up right now. I'm looking at the Red Sox thing. It says two things jump out at me. When you win, if your team wins, you receive a custom fantasy uh, camp championship ring. Mm-hmm. And, then, and it gets presented to you at Fenway Park during one of the games. And where did you guys end up with the team that you were on? Oh, I don't even know where we placed. We didn't. We made it to the playoffs. Two teams don't make the playoffs. We made it to the playoffs. Um, but I think we lost our first round. And then the other thing that jumps out at me, hot breakfast and a lunch each day at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. So they, all your food's included. Um, and then they'll have like barbecue at night. They have an orientation dinner the first night. Then they have like a team dinner one night. So there's like maybe like two nights where you like have to get your own food. But for the most part, everything else is pretty good. Was there one particular coach that you felt like you got to know a little bit more than? Uh, Love Oil Cam Boyd. Love yeah. me some Oil Cam Boyd. Yeah, he oh, was great. nice. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he just like we- smokes cigarettes, talks shit, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like really gunning it at batting practice. Like, he embodies nineteen eighties, and he so yeah, he embodies nineteen yeah, eighties yeah, yeah. baseball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Randall. When the Mariners beat the Red Sox 
Catching baseballs yeah. out of sight. Every kid who's 14 and under, we wanna come, come to Jack and Night. Get a free jacket, yeah. Get a free jacket, get a free jacket, get a free jacket. What are your first memories of uh, baseball or becoming a Red Sox fan and just a little bit growing up, be, uh, just like just in a little peek in the window of growing up uh, a Red Sox fan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, you know, when you're a little kid, you're just like, it's hard because like when you're a little kid, you're like kind of your home team fan, but you're also kind of the most popular sports team fan as well. It's like, it's like, cause back then you didn't have access. Like I think about like in the nineties, I was like, yeah, I knew I was a Patriots fan, but really you're either a Niners fan or a Cowboys fan. Cause they were on TV all the time or like, so yeah, same thing with basketball. It's like, oh, I know I'm a Celtics fan, but like when I was coming of age, it was like the Knicks, the Bulls, yep. the, like in the, in the nineties, it wasn't Celtic time. You know what I mean? And so um, I was not a, a full-blown, like, Red Sox fan. I was a Braves fan as a kid because they were always on TBS and TNT and, like, you know, Fred McGriff yep. and the Crime Dog and David Justice. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah. Yeah, just Glavin. And Mark Wollers was from where, was, was, was from where I was from, so everybody was like, oh, this. And then... Mo Vaughn came along. Yes. And I fell in love with Mo Vaughn. Me too. I got Mo Vaughn's rookie card. Um, I loved, you know, he was Big Poppy before Big Poppy. Exactly. You know, just this big guy who could just crack home moonshots. runs. Dude, moonshots. Moonshots. Um, and he had Mo Vaughn's camps. I wanted to go to Mo Vaughn's camp so badly. But we used to go to flea markets. So that's like that was kind of like my first foyer into like being a fan of baseball, not just like playing in the street or, or, you know, playing with my friends or whatever. I would go to flea markets and they would sell cards. They would sell like packs of cards. And I remember, I think at one point I had 10 Movon rookie cards. And I was just like, so into Movon and loved him so much. And so was my dad and like everybody. And so, so Mo Vaughn made me a Red Sox fan. That that's a good one. I I I when if anybody asks me who my favorite Red Sox of all time is, and of course I'm a Mariners fan, I always say Mo Vaughn. Uh, embarrassingly, I gave myself the nickname uh, the Hit Dog. Yeah, 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 um, the hit and, dog, and things yeah. like that. And I I still get teased from player from my friends that I play like they'll always be like oh it's the hit dog and I know they don't mean it in a, in a good way <laughs> I felt like I deserved the name but you know the, it, it was one of these things but uh I I really enjoyed Mo Vaughn I hated when he signed with the uh, with the uh what was it the Mets then he went to the Angels or was it the Angels and the Mets I thought you went Angels Mets Angels Mets and yeah he that's right because in Anaheim he fell down the steps going after uh a uh, foul ball, which sometimes I always hear it. Well, I'll hear it like somebody go, oh, yeah. And then he fell down the steps after he signed that contract. It's like he was going after a foul ball yeah. hard into the dugout. I'm surprised they didn't re-sign him. I mean, Boston, it, like 
if you watch, dude, those three years in Boston, like it was not, I mean, he was there for more than three years, but his, his three, like all-star AL MVP year, like were amazing. Anyway. Yeah. It was him, Frank Thomas, Griffey and Bonds were, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. You that that was the argument of like who was better. Uh, another one of my favorite Mo Vaughn moments though was there was actually a brawl, and uh, the the it's the opposing team. the The batter runs straight out to the mound after the pitcher and off camera, just entering you know stage uh, <laughs> left just boom just just takes a guy out. I heard he was a great teammate. I know him and Frank Thomas were kind of doing this. Uh, some sort of I don't know if it was like a supplement thing together or they had some sort of program together. And I just saw uh, a couple of interviews when they were uh, promoing that. And he just seems like such a well-liked, genuine dude, too, on top of. Yeah. Who he and he was. wore Jackie's number. It was like, yeah, he just is like the coolest guy. Yeah. So since he was your favorite player, do you what was the hardest person to see go or the hardest trade from our, going from the Red Sox? To somewhere else honestly it's recent i didn't even mind nomar as much as i minded dude mookie yeah i'd like re-fallen in love with mookie like i was just like oh my god because nomar hurt for sure nomar mm -hmm. hurt but we had already won yeah so that felt like okay you you had done your time i mean um did you guys trade um, Nomar before you won the World Series, or was it? After? No, I thought no, 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 no. He was on the. He was on. The, he was on the team. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like now I'm now I'm questioning it, but I'm yeah, pretty sure that's fine. Was, that's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> this is baseball therapy. You know, yeah, you're talking yeah. to a, you're talking um, to a Mariners fan. I've had a lot of these. I'm like, had was he on the team now? Uh, but I'm pretty sure he was. Um. But uh, Mookie, man, I had just fallen in love with him. He is. He, you know, whenever somebody who is your height, your size, an average dude is that good, you're just like, oh, I could do it. Like when you look at like Mo Vaughn, or you're just like looking at fucking just like judge. Or like just the entire Yankees fucking lineup. You're just like, oh, thoroughbreds. I think like at one point last year, or was it last year or two years ago, like Brett Gardner was like 5'11", and that was his short. Like there wasn't a player under six feet tall on that team. And these guys look like they were just like, they just broke out of a mountain. And that's just Dude, who, it's, who they were. Like it's there, was, crazy. there was no parents involved. Um, so yeah, uh, Mookie, man, I, I was so sad to see him go. And I, I, I was mad. I was, I was equally mad. I was mad at the Red Sox for not, you know, going out to get him and just kind of saying goodbye to JD Martinez. But I was also mad at Mookie because we did make an offer and it was like, give us a hometown deal. We just right. won the world series. It was, it was like, I don't know. It, it was equally mad, but and long story short is... I miss yeah. Mookie. Does it sting that they're here in LA where where we live? Yeah. And you got him and JD. It's kind of like, you know, like somebody broke up with and then they moved across the street. Oh, dude, when I go see games today, I still I still cheer him on. I still like root for him. I really like, yeah. 
Yeah, that guy, I, I, where I've really, I mean, I've always known he's good. I mean, if you follow baseball, you know this, but I, I happened to go to the WBC this year and uh, all the games I happened to be out at where we were out in right field and man, he just has an absolute, just an absolute cannon was the one thing from his game that I didn't really understand. I know he could go get him. I know he could hit. I know he could run. I know he's got power. I know he's got an arm. I just never saw it in person. And I saw him take a ball off the warning track all the way to third base. Never, never was more than head level the whole way down. I haven't seen him throw that straight and that hard since Ichiro. Dude, he, and, and they, they were, they played him at short this year. Yeah. Uh, they actually, if you go to the Dodgers game, because I just went this past weekend, the little media guide they give you, it's it's, it's him, uh, yeah. you know, taking it, taking a throw. Uh, I think it's maybe they they turned a double play or something. It's like he's yeah, up yeah. in the air and he's thrown, and and I think it's like a bet the bets of all trades or the Mookie of all trades. I think it's the bets of all trades is the the headline. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. So he is, yeah, him. He was, I, I, it was sad to see, it was sad to see him uh, go. Well, I'm going to make you feel better because, because uh, obviously this Mariners podcast, I always got, we got to talk about it. Uh, one of the worst trades the Mariners had, especially when I was growing up, that really mattered is when we uh, needed uh, some relief pitching in 97, we were crushing the ball. We had a terrible, terrible bullpen. Um, and, kind of didn't get anybody i was just reading up on it before we came on here and uh i know about this but it's heathcliff heathcliff slocum we got from you guys for Derek lowe and jason veritech <laughs> got to be one of the biggest fleeces in our organization <laughs> it's right up there it's it's right up there dude veritech yeah dude like heartbeat of the red sox man yeah heartbeat of the red sox yeah, um, and and Derek Lowe also had a great career for you guys. He did, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, it was just like there were like it was crazy. It was just like a whole bunch of people who look like they just got pulled off of the streets of Boston to play baseball, <laughs> and then like Dominicans. <laughs> it was like that was like that is the Red Sox makeup you know what I mean just yeah. like Millar you know just like Bill Miller like Mike Lowell like it's just like there's just like all of these guys that just literally look like they could just be dudes who are born and raised in Boston and then Pedro Manny and yeah. and Ortiz like it's crazy yeah they were just like, I know this was kind of during when the Mariners kind of came out of the window, their window, their window mm -hmm. was shutting on them, I should say. And so I remember like having to watch the playoffs without the Mariners in like 03 and 04, because I feel like it's a part one and part two, obviously in 04, mm -hmm. you, you break the curse. But those years, such a mere difference between what the Yankees Obviously, they go with the clean shaven. That's a rule. But just right, right. those players and the Red Sox players, it made for great television. Even if you weren't a Red Sox or a Mariner or Red Sox or a Yankees fan. Yeah, we were just disheveled, bearded. You know, just like Manny with his two big pants on. That were just like yeah. I don't even know how he ran. Um, yeah. 
yeah it was just Ma yeah. mountain man um matt uh damon johnny damon the mountain yeah yeah, man. yeah. Man, uh, dude i i loved bro i love ken griffey jr i love ken griffey jr bro you got i know you were talking about that window closing and it was just like dude the unit just griffey it just a rod it was crazy that team man crazy. it wasn't we you know most people don't really understand this that aren't mariners fans like those guys never went to the world series and that that or the uh second part of that with the ichiro and yeah yeah but that didn't have the staying power of that team in 2000 and 2001 that was kind of just like the fumes of that 95 plus just some really really good uh free agent signings but they didn't get the job done and uh, yeah it it was it was tough like like i i get the mookie bets uh i know teams like the red sox they come and they go uh throughout time it's just been that way you guys get a lot of a lot of guys in there it's just the nature of those big market teams where like the mariners when we lost griffey and we lost randy johnson and we lost uh a rod of course just he wasn't as beloved, but the you couldn't deny how great he was. Those ones like really, really, really hurt. Um, <laughs> just because we never, it was just like it was so hard just to get to that point. It, for me, it felt like as a fan to you know now we just went through twenty one years or twenty season, twenty years, twenty one seasons until we got back to the playoffs. But like when you were growing up as a Red Sox fan. Uh, you know, they were competitive, but did you carry that curse feel with you, even though obviously you weren't around the, this whole time? Yeah, no, we did. And, and, you know, I, I, look, I'm the first to admit since Y2K, there's no better sports fan to have been for the past 23 years <laughs> yeah. than it. Than a Boston fan in all four sports, right? All four major sports. Um, so do you do you know like? Of course you do, but I mean, do, you know, do you ever look at like somebody younger in your family? You know, a nephew. A yeah, cousin, you have no idea. Somebody, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, you don't even get it. You don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, also like, I, I it hit a point where like, I really only had ten years of bad, right sports because in the eighties I was like just too young to fully understand what, what was going on. And then, so the majority of my understanding of like my hometown sports were the nineties. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was until I was, so there, we went in 2000. Yeah. So 2001, the Patriots win and I'm 17 or in 2002, yeah, the 2001, 2002 season. So mm -hmm. I'm 17. And then for the next 20 years, 22 years, it's just been a run. So they've been better. Boston has been better longer than I've been. I've been they, yeah. You know what I mean? That I've been aware. So um, I'm lucky. Like people who are like, my uncles and my dad and like those right. people are the ones who are like, it's been hell <laughs> Yeah, for, you know, for years for them. And so like, yeah, that changed 
that that definitely changed everything for sure. I mean, in Seattle, you know, as a sports fan, we I think like when we go and try to get hope is a lot of the time we look at uh, the Red Sox or we look obviously at, the, at Chicago and, you know, it's only been what, 43 years. I mean, whatever. We've been around for 43 or 44 years, but still no World Series. It it, it, it hurts. Um, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. until the Seahawks, until the Seahawks won for uh uh, major, the major sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only have, I have one championship. I mean, the Sonics were there. Then I was born and then, right. and then I had the Seahawks and um, I've, I'm as a sports fan, I'm pretty, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not very selfish. I'm, I've always been like, if the Seahawks never win one again while I'm alive, that's, I we I could, be at peace with it. The Mariners and not having the Sonics. Those are my, those are on my two checklists. Like if I had to sign right, a contract, right. be like, I get one, you don't, you don't get to watch football anymore. Fine. <laughs> I would have done that. Well, it's just been like, and also the other thing is like kids today or whatever, I will say this, they have so much more access to their team now. Like we, I didn't have access to the team as much as I do now. You know what I mean? You could watch them on like local things or whatever, but I mean, um, it wasn't the same as it is, you know, today. And I think, I think that the, you know, the greatest secret in Red Sox, at least being in, in Boston, what Boston does well is they, even though we have had success, they have an ability to make themselves feel like underdogs. They do. They <laughs> and still do. And they're not. You know what I mean? But like we do. Like the Celtics, ver like, or sorry, the Red Sox, Yankees rivalry. That oh, You're like, oh, who's this scrappy Red Sox team? Blah, 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 blah. And the truth is our salary cap was probably top five in the league. At the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah. we just like Boston is like there's no dress code. There's no dress like we're just like Boston itself is 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 tiny, right? It's like this tiny little city. So it it isn't like New York, it's not LA, it's not it, it's just like it's really small what consists of actual actually Boston. Um and so it's all the surrounding things around it that make up its, it's like fan base. And so I think because of that, um, there really isn't anything else for us to do. Like there is no like Silicon Valley. There's no like motor city. There is no like Broadway. There's no film industry. There's no like college sport, like Texas at least has like college sports that they are also passionate about. Miami, Florida has beaches and like all this stuff. Like, Boston is just like sports. Like that's, it's just like, this is what we do. And, and like, and like education, like um, nobody goes to Boston for vacation. No, not unless you're like just, going on a historical or a yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it's education based and everybody hates it. So like you either have a choice where like, everyone loves cars, everyone loves beaches. Everybody loves all these other like fun things about all these other cities. Nobody loves going to school or being his. So everyone is just so about sports in Boston. 